This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. The Torah in Parshas Naso introduces us to the famous topic of Nazir, in which a person who decides that he no longer wants to be influenced by certain material things that he has uh, access to in this world, he decides that it's not going to be good for his Avodah Hashem, and he makes a decision, he makes a net or a vow to himself to separate himself from that. One of those things that is included is, of course, Yayin. The Torah tells us that a person who makes a, a vow of Nazirus has to refrain from drinking wine. Rashi, on the topic of Nazir, comments, Lama parshas Nazir parshas Sota. Why does the Torah juxtapose and situate the parsha of Nazir, in which he makes these vows to refrain for, from certain activities? Why is it situated right after the parsha of Sota, in which a woman who is accused by her husband of having an immoral relationship, an external affair with another man, is forced to drink the Mesota, the waters of Sota, and if she, in fact she is guilty, her innards will blow up in front of everybody. Why are these two partials, these two topics juxtaposed one to another? It's to teach us that a person who will witness this destruction, who will witness the demise of a Sota, will say to himself, what do I need to separate myself from so that I don't find myself in a similar situation? What will cause me to perhaps make a poor decisions, where will I be distracted and ultimately lead to immoral behavior? You know what? I'm going to refrain from certain activities. I'm no longer going to consume certain uh, beverages that include wine in order to ensure that I don't have a similar demise to the Sota. The Rambam, quotes the Nesiva Shalom, says the following. The Rambam says in Hilchos Nadarim, quotes the Nesiva Shalom, he tells us that it's actually very meritorious. A person who decides and who, who navigates through life witnessing the demise of a sota and realizes that certain things could ultimately lead to a similar result, if he decides that he wants to separate from those things, he should be praised. He should be, it's meritorious. It's a good thing. A person who really loves meat and he says to himself, you know what, I'm going to refrain from meat for a year or two. Or a person says, you know what, alcohol is not doing good things for me. It's causing me to make some unwise, some poor decisions and I'm going to separate from it for a long period of time. It's all It's all for Hashem. The Gemara Nidarm seems to uh, convey, seems to encourage um, that a person should set for themselves uh, parameters, should set them for themselves fences around themselves in order to demonstrate that precious, to ensure that they're not going to fall prey to certain behaviors that is not that are not going to ensure that they're going to be compatible in the service of Hashem. It seems, says the Nesiva Shalom, based on the Rambam, that one who makes these nedarim, one who makes vows, one who separates themselves from certain material elements of this world that will distract them, that will cause them to be distanced from Hashem, is a meritorious thing. It's something really great. In fact, says the Nesiva Shalom, it's a really 
high level. We know that the Nazir is referred to as a Kadosh, as a sanctified individual. And the Medrash says in Medrash Rabbah, Nazir Nikra Kadosh, that a Nazir is referred to as a sanctified holy individual. So on the one hand, based on the Rambam, says the Nesiva Shalom, and based on the Medrash, it seems that a person who makes this, this decision to become a Nazir is praiseworthy. It's meritorious. It's something that we should strive for. It's a person who's referred to as a Kadosh. It's a person who wants to go as the Nesiva Shalom uh, quotes of the Rambam, it's one of the paths to serve Hashem. And yet, says the Nesiva Shalom, it is not as simple. While it's true that the Nazir is referred to as a Kadosh, as a sanctified holy individual, the Nazir is also referred to as a Chote, as a sinner. As the Gemara Nazir tells us, what does it mean when the Torah says that the Nazar has to atone for this his sin? What sin did he commit? All he did was decide to refrain from consuming wine. Where is there a sin? What transgression did he violate? What does the Gemara Nazar mean? It seems to be a contradiction to everything we just said in the name of the Rabbam and in the Psukim and the Medrash we just quoted. And yet the Rambam now seems to go in line with the second side. A person may say to themselves, says the Rambam, you know what? Desire, jealousy, honor, and things of that nature are so evil and are so a negative and will have a negative impact on my relationship with Hashem. Maybe Ephros Mehen, Maybe I should separate from them entirely so that I don't get distracted. Let me not have any desires. Let me not have any jealousy. Let me not run after Kavod. Let me just stay, stay away from everything. To such an extent, says the Rabbim, that a person may say, Maybe I should refrain from eating meat. That's a glutton. Maybe I should stay away from drinking wine. That may lead to some inappropriate behaviors. Maybe I should even be celibate. Maybe I shouldn't get married. Maybe stay away from everything so that I'm not distracted from my avodas Hashem. Says the Rabbam, don't think that. That is an evil negative path. And a person cannot follow that path. A person, says the Rabbim, who follows that path of complete and other uh, separation, of, of separating oneself, of not allowing oneself to engage or to derive any benefit or pleasure from the material world that's out there, is considered to be a chote. It seems to be at the Rambam, quotes the Nesiva Shalom, is contradicting what he said earlier. We just quoted the Rambam earlier to say that a person who stays away, a person who's porish, a person who distances himself from things that may distract him is a very good thing. And you have a Khan Kasav, So which is it, says the Nesiva Shalom? Is it according to the first Rambam that we quoted, in which a person is a Kadosh, a person is sanctified, it's me dark gates from the path of Avodas Hashem, one should be encouraged to follow such an approach, or is it the way the Rambam presents it according to the second side? Is a person a chote? Is a person who decides to refrain from all material elements of the world, who does not derive any benefit or pleasure from that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, uh, has provided in this world, is that person considered to be a chote? Which is it? Is he a kadosh 
or is he a chote? And that is the question that the Nesiva Shalom presents to all of us. And the Nesiva Shalom provides such an, an amazing answer, such a powerfully insightful answer, an answer that I believe to be incredibly timely, and he bases it off of the following introduction. And he says the following. If you'll take a look at Parshas Noso, so the Torah has a number of different topics going and moving in succession. Betchila Parshas Nazir, first it starts off with Parshas Nazir, and afterwards it goes through the priestly blessings, the Birchas Kohanim. And afterwards it goes through the Parsha of the Tabak of the Nisim and the Karbanos, the sacrifices that the princes of each tribe contributed to the Mishkan. The first leg of our Avodas Hashem as a process is the Nazir. What does it mean that the first level, the beginning stages of our service of Hashem is the Nazir? What does that mean, symbolic of the Nazir? A person, many people, say to themselves, I know that I cannot endure that particular challenge. If I try to have one slice of pizza, I'm going to end up eating three slices of pizza. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay away from pizza for a month. I'm going to stay as far away from it as possible because I know I can't just have a little bit. And the same is true when it comes to the Nazir. The Nazir says, you know what? There are a lot of material benefits. There's a lot of gashmi in the world that I would love to derive benefit from. But I know that I can't do it in moderation. I know that right now, were I to engage in some of those activities and behaviors, it will only have a negative, adverse uh, impact on what I'm trying to accomplish. And so therefore, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to divest from it altogether. He's going to deprive himself entirely. So this says the Nesiva Shalom, the first stage, the first leg of a person's Avodah Hashem is sometimes to be self-aware enough to realize that to participate on even a minimal level will ultimately lead to terrible things. A person's not going to be able to refrain. A person's not going to be able to hold back. And so therefore he says, you know what? I'm going cold turkey. I'm saying it's off limits. I'm saying I can't endure that nisayon, that challenge, that obstacle. And I'm going to say for right now, I'm going to stay as far away from it as possible. Says the Nesiva Shalom, that's not really what we're supposed to be doing. We're really supposed to be taking the material world and sanctifying it. We're supposed to be elevating it. We're supposed to channel and direct all of our energies and everything we experience in Olam Hazeh to be L'Shem Shemayim. So it's true that there is meritorious behavior. We will compliment. We will praise the Nazir. But let's be honest. Going cold turkey isn't necessarily the paradigm way of being able to serve Hashem. And that's why the Torah then moves on from the Nazir, which is the first rung of the ladder of Odas Hashem, to Birkas Kohanim, which is the second rung. It's a little bit higher. You will begin to engage in that which Hashem offers us in the world of materialism, but you will try to channel it, you will try to package it, you will try to see it through the lens of Shlashem Shamayim. As it says in the Sifri, you ask Hashem to bless you with mama, with money. However, but you're going to ask Hashem to protect you from damages. 
We're going to ask Hashem, we're not going to divorce ourselves from it. We're not going to refrain from it. We're not going to separate from it. We want to be able to enjoy the world as we see it. But we have to be very careful. And we ask HaKadosh Baruch that we're going to derive the benefit from these things. We're going to enjoy Olam Hazeh. We're going to be able to uh, take pleasure in what Hashem has provided for, for us. But we're nervous. We're worried that perhaps it's going to have a negative impact. We are worried that maybe we can't handle the moderation. And so therefore we ask Hashem to protect us. You ask HaKadosh Baruch please step in. Please protect us. Let us derive the pleasures of this world. We're not going to completely separate or refrain from it. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu protect us because we're not sure, we're not confident enough to know that we can set those guidelines for ourselves. Again, not the ideal. It's better than the Nazir because we're now taking what the world has to offer and we're going to enjoy it. And we're going to hopefully set parameters that are L'shem Shamayim. But no one would say that's the highest level. That's not the tachlis and the purpose of why Hashem has provided the world that He's provided to us. That's certainly not the right level. And then comes, says the Nesiv Hashem, the third level. It's the third rung, the apex, the paradigm, the quintessential level of Hashem. Says the Nesiv Hashem, the third leg of our process, of our journey, is what we learn from the Nesiv. The Nesiv took Karbanos, animals, which are materialistic and were makadish and sanctify them solely and totally for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It isn't about deriving the benefits and pleasures of this world and worrying that we're not going to use them in moderation. It's giving of ourselves, being Moser, self-sacrificing ourselves and our belongings, L'Shem Shamayim, and as the Nesiv Shalom words it, Laharim, to raise and elevate, Ulekadish and to sanctify, as in Yoni Olam Hazeatzmom, the actual material elements of this world. It's not just about deriving the benefit and hoping that we don't get caught in the process and having an adverse uh, impact on our lives. It's about understanding that we take everything that we own and we give it to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And so in summary, says the Nesiv Shalom, we are to understand the Parsha of Nazir, the Parsha of Birkas Kohanim, and the Parsha of the Nesim as a process in succession of what we are supposed to do. Shooting for the stars, understanding the minimalistic, understanding where the, the, the beginning, where it all begins, and understanding that we have to constantly push ahead to get to that climax of the Parsha of the Nesim. Understanding that if you know yourself and you're self-aware and you're not going to be able to hold back, you got to refrain. you got to stay away. You can't have one slice. Don't do it. Stay away. You have one glass of wine, it's going to lead to you drinking a lot more and it's going to lead ultimately to behaviors that you're not going to be comfortable with or you're going to regret. Regret. Stay away. You're better than that. You can go ahead and you can engage in the material world, but you know that maybe you don't have the confidence and in moderation, you're afraid that perhaps it's going to get to your head. Okay, you'll engage in it, but you're going to pray to Hashem to protect you so that you're within parameters of the Shem Shemayim. That's also not the ideal way. The Nesim, however, demonstrate the ideal way that we take this world, we don't shy away from it, we don't shun it, we don't refrain from it, we don't ask Hashem to protect us from it because we are confident in what we want to do, and that our objective and our primary focus is to take everything that the world has to offer and dedicate it to Hashem. 
Vahainu shekasher omedes v'fnei adam. And in fact, says in the Sivish Lama, ask yourself the question of Sheila. Be'izo derech yivchar l'avodes Hashem. Which would you say is the better path? Im lehisnar l'lifros legamri b'kohen adi omazeh? Is it better for you to completely uh, seclude yourself and isolate yourself from the entire world? V'lo yehne b'mu'u ha'meol amazeh? It's better to completely ignore and stay away from? Or is it better? Is it better for you to be able to take everything that Hashem offers to us in this world and be mekadesh and sanctify it for Hashem? And so, therefore, says the Nesiv Hashem, that is the progression, that is the sequence, that is what we are to derive these three rungs of the process of growing closer to Hashem. What does this have to do with the question that we began with? Is a Nazir a Kadosh? Is a Nazir a sanctified is the individual? Or is a Nazir a Chote? Is he a person that uh, because he's completely refrained, that's not what we're supposed to be doing? The Rambam presents it both ways. Which side of the coin is correct? How are we to understand this conflict based on this introduction of the Nesiva Shalom? And with that, he says the following. nazir. Now we can understand, says the Nesiva Shalom, this contradiction, this seeming conflict between the two presentations of the Rambam that he had earlier quoted. Says the Nesiva Shalom, when a person becomes a Nazir and he does it because he has no other options, he realizes, if I don't go cold turkey, I'm never going to be able to change. If that's the way that he's looking at it, he's not looking at it as the ideal. He's looking at it as, I have no choice but to begin this way with my ultimate, uh, my ultimate view, my ultimate goal to be able to achieve higher heights. Then says the Nesiv Hashem, that's Kadosh. A person who recognizes he can't do it any other way, a person who recognizes he can't do it without going cold turkey, that person is a Kadosh. That person, as the Torah says, is a Nazir Lahazir Lahashem. He's doing it Lashem Shamayim. When he has no other option, he has no other way of going about it, he has no other alternatives, and this is the only way that he can ensure that he can protect himself and that he can ultimately keep his eye on the prize and continually ascend and elevate himself, and it has to begin with the Nazirus period, he is a Kadosh. But a person should realize, a person should realize that that's not the end of the process. A person should realize that if he ends there, and his whole Avodah Hashem is just by refraining, he has missed the point. The ultimate objective of a Jew is to elevate everything around him to serve Hashem. If you can go ahead and achieve the ultimate goal, the paradigm of Oras Hashem, where you can take everything in the material world and you can devote it and you can designate it and you can channel it towards the service of Hashem, that is the highest level. You can have a glass of wine at Kiddush and you can say, this is the Shem Hashem. You have a glass of wine when you make Havdalah, this is the Shem Hashem. You have a Suudas Mitzvah, you're selling some monumental accomplishment and you have meat and you have wine, that's the Shem Hashem. That's the ultimate prize 
That's the ultimate objective. But if a person isn't willing to get there and he just wants to refrain and he doesn't want to continue on that process, he doesn't want to shoot for the stars and realize where he needs to get to, that person is going to be considered a chote. He's going to be considered a sinner. So in summary, the Nesiva Shalom provides an amazing, amazing insight. And we ask, on the one hand, the Nazar seems to be a Kadosh. That's the way the Rambam presents it. It's Midarki Hashem. That's the way the Rambam tells us. And when we know and quote it in the Psukim, he is considered to be a Kadosh. That's how he's referred to in the Medrash Rabbah. He's a Kadosh. He's a sanctified, holy, holy individual. On the other hand, we also know that the Torah refers to him as a Chote. The Gemar Nazar mentions that. The Rambam says a person shouldn't follow the path of refraining from everything, not being able to take pleasure or derive enjoyment from anything. So, and he's called a chote. So what's going on? And with that, we introduced this amazing approach of understanding the succession of the various topics within Parshas Naso, starting with Parshas Nazir, which is the bare minimum, when you know that you can't uh, endure, when you know you're not going to be able to climb that mountain right now, but you simply need to separate, that is the first level. The second level is Birkas Kohanim, where you begin to engage in the world of materialism, but you still understand that you're not confident enough to know that you can handle it on your own, and you ask Hashem to protect you. The third level is the highest level, and that is of the Nesim. When we are able to engage in the world of materialism, when we can derive benefit and pleasure from the world of materialism, but it's channeled 100% L'Shem Shamayim. And with that, says the Nesim HaShalom, we can now understand this contradiction. On the one hand, another can consider a Kadosh. If that's where he's at right now, if he knows himself, he has the self-awareness to be able to understand, he can't do it on his own. He's got 100% divest and divorce himself from those material elements because otherwise he's going to fall and it's going to lead to adverse behaviors and impact him in a negative way. And therefore, if that's his approach and he understands that that's not the ideal, but that's where he is right now, absolutely he's a kadosh. But if a person stays there, is complacent, is satisfied with the first rung of the ladder, then he's also going to be a chote. Because that's not, as the Nesiva Shalom quotes, the tachlis of our avodas Hashem. It's not the ultimate goal of our service of Hashem. The ultimate goal of our service of Hashem is to get to the third rung, where we're capable of being able to use the material world, not uh, divest from it, not separate, not refrain from it, but be able to engage with it, be able to take it and use it to ultimately serve Hashem, whether it's the meat that we eat, or the wine that we drink, or the clothing that we wear, the Kavod Shabbos, to be able to use everything that Hashem has provided and introduced us to in this world, to be able to utilize it to serve Hashem. And it's a powerful message, because oftentimes we are caught in this this, uh, this, this, this struggle where on the one hand, we don't want to be too materialistic. We want to focus on what's important. We want to prioritize. And on the other, on the other hand, we understand that we're human beings. We have natural, normal uh, inclinations to desire certain things. And how do we create that balance? And the Nesiva Shalom is telling us, don't divorce from it. Don't completely separate. That's not a religion. Enjoy it. Be able to derive benefit from it. But understand that the ultimate goal is to be able to direct every pleasure, to be able to direct every use of anything that we are provided for in this world to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And with that, we will not only elevate the material elements around us, but it will ultimately serve as a catalyst to elevate ourselves in our service of Hashem as well.